Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now it is time for the sports news for this Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. And your reader today is Carrie Lawless. As a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. The first article is from the Lexington Herald Leader. It's entitled, Kentucky Guards Assignment, Disconnect Mandy's Engine, by Jerry Tipton. Even with Kentucky on cruise control to a victory against Georgia on Saturday, the television timeout inside the final four minutes caused Kellen Grady to do a double take. I had no idea he had even 10 assists, he said Monday, in recalling the play of Ty Ty Washington. I looked up at a video board There were 15 assists next to his name. But he just repeatedly makes the right play, the easy play. Washington, whom UK coach John Calipari has called a silent assassin, quietly amassed a program record 17 assists. That impressed assistant coach and former point guard Jay Lucas. 17 assists in college is ridiculous, said Lucas, who attributed the record-breaking performance to teammates making shots and the freshman's willingness to pass. Even though Washington's seemingly effortless play can add a surprise element to his final statistics, his contributions in Kentucky's next game figure to be easy to notice and appreciate. The same would apply to Savir Wheeler, the starting point guard who missed the Georgia game because of a neck injury sustained early in the game at LSU on January 4th. After the victory over Georgia, Calipari said Wheeler's availability at Vanderbilt would depend on whether he participated in Monday's practice. The game at Vanderbilt puts a focus on point guard competition. A media poll voted Vandy's point guard, Scottie Pippen Jr., as the Southeastern Conference's preseason player of the year. I'm thankful, Pippen said in October when asked about the media vote, but the ultimate goal is to win this year. Counting 2021-22, Vandy has a 13-59 and SEC record the last four seasons. That's a winning percentage of .181. Pippen put his name in the 2021 NBA draft after ranking second among SEC players in points, assists, and steals last season. During an October appearance on the SEC Network, Vandy coach Jerry Stackhouse said he and other staffers went to Pippen's pre-draft workouts in Miami and Los Angeles to let him know the importance of him to us. Pippen ultimately chose to play for Vandy again this season. I kind of went back and forth with the whole concept, he said, of the decision to either remain in the draft or return to Vandy. When asked how Pippen could improve, Stackhouse said, Scotty is really a sponge. He listens really well. He takes what we tell him and puts it in his play. Vandy, 9-5 overall and and 1-1 in the SEC, had a highlight with a 75-74 victory at Arkansas. That snapped Arkansas's 16-game home winning streak. Pippen drew 10 fouls in that game, but he also had seven turnovers. After a 72-70 loss to South Carolina last weekend, Pippen has 1,097 points. That's 42nd on Vandy's career scoring list. Luke Cornett, 
whose roots can be traced to Lexington and include former Vandy big man Frank Cornett, is 41st with 1,135 points. Grady noted that he competed against Pippen in each of the last two seasons when Davidson played Vandy. He's a good player, Grady said. Luke is called containing Pippen, who averages 18.3 points, a big challenge for Kentucky. He's kind of the engine to their team, Lucas said. He's not shooting the ball well numbers-wise, 30.7% from three-point range, but you know what he's capable of. He's a big part of the game plan. Although offense is the glamour side of basketball, defense has been stressed to UK's point guards, Lucas said. One thing with Sevier, Coach Cal had been on him ever since he's been here, the assistant coach said. He had to be a disruptor on defense, and he's done a great job of that. The UK coaches are encouraging Washington to put a greater priority on defense. He's a freshman, Lucas said, with a knowing tone in his voice. Defense is not the first thing on your mind when you're a freshman. Lucas spoke of Kentucky having a fearsome foursome of capable guards. Besides Wheeler and Washington, that would include Davion Mintz, who had 19 points off the bench against Georgia, and Grady. Calipari has recalled Grady playing point guard against UK as a freshman for Davidson. Grady pointed out that he has played the position as recently as last season, and it was his original position. I'm capable and ready if that's what I'm asked to do, he said. Lucas suggested backcourt performance is of make-or-break value, perhaps not only at Vanderbilt, but long-term. If you want to be really good, especially late in games in this conference, you have to have good guards and multiple point guards, he said. We have that ability. Number 18, Kentucky is at Vanderbilt tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN. The next article from the Herald-Leader is entitled UK Linebacker, Jacquez Jones returns for fifth year of college by Josh Moore. Jacquez Jones, one of Kentucky's starting middle linebackers in 2021, will play for the Wildcats again in the fall. Jones, who enrolled at UK over the summer following three seasons at Ole Miss, had 86 tackles in 12 games to lead Kentucky last season. He is opting into a fifth year of college football eligibility under the NCAA's COVID-19 waiver. He announced his decision using a clip from the Wolf of Wall Street. Jordan Wright, an outside linebacker, announced earlier Sunday that he would also opt into a fifth year of eligibility at Kentucky. Another inside linebacker, DeAndre Square, had not yet announced a decision as of Sunday night. He was weighing the same options as Jones and Wright. Jones sat out of Kentucky's win over Iowa in the Citrus Bowl due to a lower body injury, but finished with five more tackles than Yusuf Corker, to end as the season leader. He also had one interception, four pass breakups, and three quarterback hurries. In addition to Jones and Wright, UK's linebacking core is expected to bring back Trevin Wallace, a true freshman who played significant snaps this season, and sophomore De'Eric Jackson, who was in contention for a starting job in the spring before suffering an Achilles injury that sidelined him until late November. Martez Thrower, another true freshman who played some this season, rounds out the returning players of note at that position. Kentucky also signed two four-star recruits, Tyrese Fearby and Keaton Wade, who could see the field this fall. Jones announced his intent to transfer last year following Ole Miss's spring camp and was linked right away to UK due to the presence of John Sumrall, who was the Rebels linebackers coach during Jones's freshman year in 2018. 
Jones, following that season, was named to the Southeastern Conference All-Freshman Team in Sumrall was hired as the linebackers coach at UK. Sumrall in December was named the head coach at Troy University. The in-conference move proved beneficial to Jones, who led Ole Miss in tackles in 2020, but whose individual play was overshadowed by the Rebels' overall woes on defense. The next article from the Herald-Leader is entitled, Raiders Wild Win Gives NFL Playoffs Strong Start, by Rob Maddy of the Associated Press. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders played to win, knocking the Los Angeles Chargers out of the playoffs and sending the Pittsburgh Steelers to the tournament. The NFL's playoff field was set when the Raiders locked up the final wild card spot by beating the Chargers in overtime in a wild, winner-take-all game Sunday night. The Raiders could have punched their ticket to the postseason and given the Chargers a spot by taking a knee on the final play. Instead, Daniel Carlson kicked a 47-yard field goal as time expired in overtime for a 35-32 win. The Steelers extended Ben Roethlisberger's career with an overtime win of their own and had to wait to make sure the Chargers-Raiders didn't finish in a tie. The 49ers also needed overtime to advance to the playoffs. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't let up against Carolina, and the reigning Super Bowl champions earned the number two seed when Jimmy Garoppolo rallied San Francisco past the Rams. An NFC Championship rematch against Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay is in line if the Buccaneers and Packers keep winning. First, Brady and the Bucks face rested Philadelphia, while Green Bay has a week off. This is our toughest opponent all year, said Brady, who lost to Nick Foles and the Eagles in the Super Bowl four years ago with New England. We're playing a team that's very talented and made it to this point for a reason. We have to do everything we have to do to get the win. This is a football team that has been playing really well, good on offense. They have a very good defense, good front, very healthy. It's going to be a very tough game. Tennessee fought off Houston to secure the AFC's bye pushing the two-time defending conference champion Chiefs down to the second seed. Lowly Jacksonville upset Indianapolis, paving the way for Roethlisberger and the Steelers to get in with a victory at Baltimore. Here are the matchups and how things may go next weekend. Saturday, Las Vegas 10-7 at Cincinnati 10-7. Joe Burrow led the Bengals from worst to first in the AFC North and got a chance to skip the last game while Carr and the Raiders survived a late comeback win to win their fourth straight advance. Burrow, dynamic rookie receiver Jamar Chase, and Pro Bowl running back Joe Mixon present a tough challenge for the Raiders, who were gassed by the end of their 70-minute marathon against Los Angeles. Since he hasn't won a playoff game in 31 years, the Raiders last won a playoff game in 2003. Both teams are due. Burrow and the Bengals get the edge because they're rested. New England, 10-7 at Buffalo, 11-6. The AFC East rivals split two games last month, each winning on the road. The Patriots beat the Bills 14-10 while relying solely on their running game when rookie QB Mac Jones threw just three passes. Buffalo responded with a 33-21 win at New England three weeks later. Josh Allen led the Bills to the AFC title game last year and they're back in the hunt for the third straight year with something to prove. Bill Belichick is seeking his first playoff win without Brady in New England. He should still be looking for it after this one. Sunday, Philadelphia 9-8 at Tampa Bay 
13 and 4. The Eagles have come a long way since a 28-22 home loss to the Buccaneers in Week 6. Rookie coach Nick Sirianni and second-year QB Jalen Hurts led Philly back from a 2-5 start to an unlikely playoff berth. They did it by relying on the run, but Tampa has one of the league's stingiest run defenses, led by nose tackle Vita Villa. The banged-up Bucks lost key players down the stretch to injuries and Antonio Brown to drama. They still have Brady, and he's enough. He led the NFL in yards passing, TDs, completion, and attempts at age 44. San Francisco 10-7 at Dallas 12-5. Facing elimination, Garoppolo and the 49ers overcame a 17-0 deficit to beat the NFC West champion Rams 27-24 in overtime. San Francisco has a strong rushing attack, George Kittle and Debo Samuel, but Dallas made big strides on defense under first-year coordinator Dan Quinn and sensational seasons from rookie linebacker Micah Parsons and cornerback Trevin Diggs. It'll be difficult for the Niners to keep up with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and the Cowboys' star-studded offense. Pittsburgh, 9-7-1 at Kansas City, 12-5. Roethlisberger got a chance to play one more game, but his last one should come in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs went on a roll after a rough start. Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, and too many options for the Steelers to contain. Monday, Arizona 11-6 at Los Angeles Rams 12-5. The first Monday night playoff game features another matchup of division rivals. Like the Patriots and Bills, the Cardinals and Rams split the regular season with each team winning on the road. Arizona missed an opportunity to win the division by losing at home to Seattle. The Cardinals went 4-6 after a 7-0 start. It's a new season now. Kyler Murray led Arizona to an impressive road win at Dallas in Week 17, and the Cardinals need James Conner to play after leaving with injured ribs against the Seahawks. Matthew Stafford joined the Rams looking for playoff success. He seeks his first career postseason win with a superstar cast surrounding him, led by Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. on offense, and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on defense. Even though Los Angeles has played better on the road, Stafford should finally get that win and keep alive the possibility the Rams can become the second team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. The next article is from the Louisville Courier-Journal. It's entitled, Mintz Credits His Dog for Improved Play by John Hale. On a night when assists were flowing freely at Rupp Arena, Ty Ty Washington's record-setting performance drew the lion's share of the attention. But Kentucky basketball super senior guard Davion Mintz credited someone else for the key assist for his breakout performance in a 92-77 win over Georgia. His dog, Ghost. When I got ill, Ghost left right before that, Mintz said. He was still gone through that period while I was still struggling. As soon as he came back just recently, a couple of weeks ago, everything has been uphill. I think he's the secret sauce to all of it, honestly. It's been great with him around. He makes everything easier. He's probably the reason I'm actually playing well. There is reason to believe Ghost's role in Mint's breakout was more than a simple good luck charm. Ghost is a registered emotional support animal. In an interview with The Athletic in October, Mint's credited Ghost with keeping him level-headed. While he weighed the pros and cons of returning to Kentucky last summer, when Mintz returned to Lexington, 
Ghost came with him. But Ghost was gone when Mince was sidelined by an illness that required a 10-day quarantine earlier this season. Kentucky's policy throughout the COVID-19 pandemic has been not to confirm if specific players have tested positive for the virus, so his specific diagnosis is unclear. Even after returning from a three-game absence, Mintz looked little like the player that led Kentucky in scoring a year ago. In the eight games before Georgia, since Mintz's return, he hit just 32.7% of his shots and 23.5% of his three-point attempts. There were signs of progress in Tuesday's loss at LSU with 16 points, but he hit just four of 12 shots and three of eight threes while playing a season-high 27 minutes. It's definitely been tough, Mintz said before that game. I was shooting the ball really well, and then to take a 10-day layoff, it did kind of throw off my rhythm a little bit. Now, just trying to get my feet back under me and get into it. It has been a tough stretch, but I'm not discouraged at all. The positive strides Mintz made in the LSU game turned into a full-blown breakthrough against Georgia. With point guard Xavier Wheeler sidelined by a neck injury, Mintz knew he would be needed to play a larger role. He made the most of his season-high 30 minutes of action by scoring 19 points. Mintz hit 7 of 10 shots and 5 of 7 three-point attempts. Davian was outstanding, Kentucky coach John Calipari said after the win. And I know you're saying, well, he made shots. No, he defended. He came up with balls. He tried to take charges. He flew. Against LSU, Mintz passed the 1,000-point plateau for his college career. Before the Georgia game, he was presented a commemorative ball in honor of the achievement by Kalapari in a short ceremony before the game. As he chatted with reporters via Zoom after the game, Mintz clutched the ball under one arm, making sure it stayed within his sight until he could present it to his father. Just taking time and really just being proud of myself because I've been through so much, Mintz said, it's been a roller coaster for me. A lightly recruited three-star prospect from North Carolina, Mintz began his college career by playing sparingly as a freshman at Creighton. He moved into a starting role for the Blue Jays as a sophomore, but averaged single-digit points per game in each of the next two seasons. An ankle injury cost Mintz the entire 2019-20 season as Creighton blossomed into one of the best teams in the country. He then elected to transfer to Kentucky. Despite being a featured player on one of the worst teams in UK history a year ago, Mintz credited the experience with saving his life by helping him rediscover his love for basketball after the long injury layoff. Mintz tested the NBA draft waters after the season, but eventually decided to return to UK despite knowing his featured role was no longer assured on a deeper roster. At times, during the non-conference portion of the schedule, Mintz looked like a player trying to force things to prove worthy of more minutes in whatever chance he got off the bench. The strategy resulted in too many turnovers and missed shots. Mintz acknowledged some doubts during the struggles, but remained outwardly positive. Wheeler's injury is not expected to keep him sidelined for long, but it is uncertain if he will be ready to play Tuesday at Vanderbilt. If not, Mintz is likely to make his first start of the season after Calipari decided Saturday that the starting lineup used against Georgia with Jacob Toppin at the three and Keon Brooks at the four is probably better suited for specific situations when a defensive group is needed. Even after Wheeler returns, a confident and productive Mintz provides Kentucky with another scoring weapon on a team that is 0-3 when it scores fewer than 75 points this season. Mintz showed a knack for converting shots in key moments on a bad team a year ago. 
If his Georgia breakthrough helps him hit those shots for an SEC title contender this year, Ghost will get even more credit for keeping Mince's spirits high through the struggles. I know if I'm in a place where I'm not doing my best and I'm leaking negative energy, that's going to spread like a virus to other people, Mint said. Even when it's hard, you've just got to smile. You've got to be happy for others, even when it's not the best for you, because it's going to be your turn, and you're going to be looking for others to clap for you when you're doing well. That's just all I try to do. I haven't been like that my whole life, but as I've matured and I've gotten older, that's how you have to be as a person. Things will fall in line for you when you're like that. The next items are some in-brief articles from the Courier-Journal. Gettleman out as Giants GM, says he is retiring. Dave Gettleman has retired as general manager of the New York Giants after a fourth straight double-digit losing season. The Giants announced the 70-year-old Gettleman retired Monday, a day after New York, 4-13, dropped its season finale 22-7 to Washington. It was the sixth straight loss, and it ended a dismal, injury-plagued second season under coach Joe Judge. Gettleman probably would have been fired had he not stepped down. Judge's future with the Giants also is in question after the late swoon marked by inept offensive performances. He plans to talk to team co-owners John Mara and Steve Tisch this week about returning for a third season. The Giants went 19-46 and during Gettleman's tenure and were rarely in playoff contention in that period. This past season was particularly disappointing. The Giants came into the year with higher expectations, coming off a 6-10 and campaign that saw them close the season with a 5-3 and run to finish second in the weak NFC East, a game behind Washington 7-9. and <clears throat> Next, Yanks Belkovic to be first female MILB manager. The New York Yankees are promoting Rachel Belkovic to manager of the low-A Tampa Tar- Tarpons, making her the first woman to skipper a team affiliated with Major League Baseball, according to two people familiar with the move. The people spoke to the Associated Press on Sunday night on condition of anonymity because the club hasn't announced the promotion. The 34-year-old Balkovic joined the Yankees organization as a hitting coach in 2019, making her the first woman with that job full-time in affiliated baseball. She got her first position in pro ball with the St. Louis Cardinals as a minor league strength and conditioning coach in 2012. Balkovic, a former softball catcher at Creighton University and the University of New Mexico, moved from the Cardinals to the Houston Astros in 2016. She was hired as the Latin American Strength and Conditioning Coordinator, a position for which she learned Spanish and later became the strength and conditioning coach at AA Corpus Christi. She briefly left baseball in 2018 to pursue a second master's degree at Rije University in the Netherlands, where she also worked with the country's national baseball and softball teams. She then worked for Driveline Baseball, a data-driven baseball center that has trained numerous major leaguers before being hired by New York. Next, Judge says Djokovic can stay in Australia, but but saga not over. Novak Djokovic returned to the tennis court Monday for training, having won a legal battle to stay in Australia to play in the Australian Open after his exemption from strict coronavirus vaccine rules was questioned. But the government is still threatening to cancel his visa and deport him. The unvaccinated tennis star was released after being confined to an immigration hotel for four nights, a drama that has gripped many in Australia and beyond. 
Federal Circuit Court Judge Anthony Kelly reinstated Djokovic's visa, which was pulled after his arrival last week because officials said he didn't qualify for an exemption to a rule that all non-citizens be fully vaccinated. Djokovic's lawyers say that since he recently recovered from COVID-19, he didn't need to be inoculated. The judge ruled the number one player had not been given enough time to speak to his lawyers before the decision was made and ordered the government to release him from the Melbourne Quarantine Hotel where he was held. But government lawyer Christopher Tran told the judge that the immigration minister will consider whether to exercise a personal power of cancellation. The next article from the Courier-Journal is entitled Cards to Face North Carolina on February 1st by Brett Dawson. For the second time in ACC play, the Louisville men's basketball team will have a game shifted a day for COVID-19 reasons. The Cardinals will now host North Carolina on February 1st at 8 p.m. The game will air on ACC Network. Louisville's home game against the Tar Heels had been scheduled for January 31st. It shuffled as part of a series of schedule adjustments the ACC announced Monday to accommodate previously postponed games being rescheduled. The league on Monday announced new dates for games between Boston College and Wake Forest, Virginia Tech and North Carolina, Duke and Notre Dame, and Florida State and Boston College that had been postponed in late December and early January. They'll be made up during January and February. As a result of the new dates, the ACC also adjusted the date and or time for the Louisville-North Carolina game and a game between Boston College and Virginia. It's the second time in league play and third overall that Louisville's schedule has been adjusted in season. The Cardinals' win over Georgia Tech on January 2nd was a rescheduled game. It was originally set to be played on January 1st, but the Yellow Jackets were on a COVID-19 pause and unable to play on New Year's Day. Louisville went on a COVID pause in December due to positive tests in the program. That led to the postponement, postponement of the annual rivalry game with Kentucky. That game has not been rescheduled and is unlikely to unless both teams have canceled games that align in a window in which they could play. The next article from the Courier-Journal, UK ads transferred DL from Ohio State by John Hale. Help is coming for Kentucky's football defensive line. Ohio State defensive lineman and former top 100 recruit Darian Henry Young committed to Kentucky Monday after taking an official visit to Lexington over the weekend. Henry Young entered the transfer portal in December after appearing in four games across two seasons for Ohio State. Considering how little he played at Ohio State, it would be dangerous to count on Henry Young to immediately slide into the starting defensive line spot vacated by all SEC defensive end Josh Pascal, but he should at least add needed depth at the position. Rivals.com ranked Henry Young as the number 66 recruit in the high school class of 2020. Kentucky previously recruited the Cincinnati native when he starred at Princeton High School. Kentucky returns part-time defensive line starters Octavius Oxendine, who missed the second half of the season with a knee injury, and Justin Rogers, a former five-star recruit who started four games while filling in for injured senior Marquan McCall. Redshirt freshman Trayvon Ribka started the Citrus Bowl in place of Pascal, who missed the game with an injury. Henry Young could compete with Ribka for Pascal's starting spot or join in a group of projected backups that includes freshman Khalil Saunders, sophomore Josiah Hayes, and redshirt freshman Sam Anelli in the primary rotation on the line. This wraps it up for the sports news from the Lexington Herald-Leader 
and the Louisville Courier-Journal for this Tuesday, January 11, 2022. Your reader for today has been Carrie Lawless. Thank you for listening, and now please stay tuned for continued programming on Radio Eye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.